if I've got, I don't know, maybe five or 10 minutes and I want a quick release, you know the kind, I know the exact toy that'll do the trick. Or I know the exact friction and rhythm to deliver with my hands in order to do it too. But if I want to slow things way down for a totally different experience, when I'm not in a rush, when I can spend some true quality time with myself, there's some very specific accessories that I like to grab. Sometimes I blindfold myself or I dim the lights really low. Sometimes I use a feather up and down my arms while vibey music plays in the background. Sometimes I get as much of my body involved as I possibly can. I run my hands through my hair, down my face, and I let my fingers dance all over the surface of my skin. I put pressure on my inner thighs. I take my sweet time seducing myself before ever touching my genitals. And when I'm properly warmed up and efficiently lubed up, one of my favorite new bedroom accessories to reach for is the Oh My C from Ioba. I'm not sure what mechanism is in this thing, but the toy has a little nub that rotates at different speeds, so it mimics the sensation of being orally stimulated. It's nice, it's light, and it's quiet. Sometimes the sounds of my toys can actually take me out of my experience, so a softer, quieter toy is incredibly appreciated. I make sure to take deep breaths as I let the pleasure and sensation build, breathing it throughout my body, and when the time is just right, I pick up the speed of the rotation and I ride a full body wave of ecstasy. This is one of many acts of devotion I choose to regularly deliver to myself. And it's not about what my partner can or cannot give to me. It's about taking time to be with myself in my pleasure, doing anything and everything that feels good for me. If you're looking for a quiet, high-quality, beginner-friendly, super-cute vibe that doesn't actually vibe too hard, my personal recommendation is the Oh My See from Ioba. See the show notes for details and a discount. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Hello, that sex chick listeners. Hi. He's back. <laughs> I ask Can't all. Can't get rid of me. I know. I ask all the time. Who do you want to hear more of? What are your favorite episodes? And it seems to be that you really enjoy the podcast episodes that feature the Sex and Love Co team. So whether that's my solo shows, shows with Jordan as my guest, or the shows that we do as a team or with Bryn, and so. Yeah, we've been providing a lot more of those conversations. And so, yes, we will pick up with people that you have never met before at some point. But <laughs> um, for now, we have plenty to talk about. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we have to talk about with all of you is our unconventional relationship that a lot of you seem to be very, very curious about. Let's talk about it. We got yeah. some things going on. We do. So, I would love to start with. Just a little bit of our history and us getting together and the desire for let's I'm using air quotes here for us to have a version of an unconventional, our version of an unconventional relationship. So if you want to go into a little bit of the history and maybe what you understood relationships to be in the past and your thoughts and views on this one. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot. So the first thing that comes up for me 
is coming into this relationship before knowing I was coming into this relationship when I was considering what I wanted a relationship to look like having been in ones that I didn't like so much. And certainly there are things that I liked about them, but I really wanted to cultivate an energy of trust, of exploration, of openness, of yeah, the ability to talk about anything without fear of judgment and just a general feeling of openness and like anything is a possibility. Doesn't mean we're going to do it, but we can have the conversation and stay in love through it. And one particular thing that was a problem in previous relationships and admittedly on my end as much or maybe even more so than on the other end was my relationships with women outside of my woman <laughs> outside of my monogamous partnership i felt like i couldn't be friends with other women mm -hmm. i felt and again a lot of this was me i felt like uncomfortable i couldn't trust myself especially if i was attracted to another woman that i couldn't be quote platonic and i certainly couldn't be overly sensual or have uh yeah like a legitimate relationship of sorts and that always kind of sucked. I felt like I was missing out on something. And I knew when I went into a relationship, especially one that felt like it was the long haul, that I wanted to have that freedom. I wanted to have the trust in myself and the partner to have the trust in me to have friendships with everyone and anyone and experience some level of sensuality, not sexuality per se, uh, with other women. Mm. That was a great description. Thank you. Yeah. And we got together and pretty early on, it was like the second or third day we were together and you very uncomfortably asked if I wanted to go steady Will with you. Will you go steady with me? Yeah. Will you be my girlfriend? didn't sound like that at all. <laughs> but you asked um, if I would be your girlfriend and it was the, it was so cute because you're, You're so, so confident. Thank you. You're so confident in the way that you communicate and all the things. And then you went to ask me if I would be your girlfriend and you were just kind of like going in circles and kind of beating around the bush. And then you, and I was like, are you trying to ask me out? Like out, out. And you're like, yeah, I think so. You know how you say things in that kind of uh -huh. tone. I think so. Beating around the bush. I'll beat around your bush. Yeah, Come sure. On. So <laughs> you asked me and I said, Cool. Well, I don't know if I said cool, but I. <laughs> you were elated. This this chick right now, she's trying to act like I'm she's so trying to cool. lie to kick it. Stop. Girl, you ain't got to lie to kick it. Stop. I will not. So I don't know my exact words, but I do know the sentiments behind what I was sharing with you is basically to be in a relationship with me. I very much prioritize my personal development journey mm -hmm. as an integrated part of my, well, my sexual development journey is an integrated part of my uh, personal development. And so that's very important to me. And so I wanted to share that ahead of time that in order to be with me, we both commit, authentically commit to going on a journey individually and together. Yep. And that I wasn't sure how I felt about monogamy. I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted. I didn't, I, I was open in a lot of ways to what could a relationship look like by my design. 
So that wasn't, uh, that wasn't like a, I'm totally against monogamy or it was basically like a note of I'm finding my way. I'm figuring out how I feel about all of this and where, where is it fully true for me in the, in the relationship that I want to have. And so, uh, <laughs> but to be clear, she was, and is obsessed with me. So when I asked her to go steady, she was a gleeful, enthusiastic fudge. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Let the record state. Okay. And yeah, you're spot on. And we both yeah. felt similarly. You obviously were more in this world. I was, to the extent that I was personally developed, I was dabbling in the sexual stuff, but it was not a super intentional, regular, regular part of my personal development practice and journey. Yeah. And I think that at that point, something that <laughs> I think at that point, maybe right before we got together, you were abstaining even. In a sense, my, yes, you could say that I no was, fab. well, I was doing things like that. Sure. Like the 30 days, no booze, no masturbation. I did little challenges and I was very public with it, but I was taking a different approach to intimacy with women where I was not having sex early on. Let's just say that I was much more, uh, intentional and more reserved, I guess you could say cautious because I hadn't been really in the past. Yeah. And so I decided, you know, I want to be more of a responsible steward of intimacy with a woman. And if I sense that there was an unequal yokeness, if you will, to get a little biblical, i.e. she was really into me beyond just maybe the physical or the casual dating. Uh, and I wasn't, it wasn't reciprocal. It felt important to me in that season to then honor that and not, and be very explicit with my communication around my intentions and my desires. And if I felt like that wasn't aligned, I didn't necessarily want to have sex. I, well, I wanted to make no mistake, but it just felt good for a recalibration in that season to not do that. Yeah. So that's where we met was in that yeah, space. And, I would and then imagine. she comes at me hot with this idea of fuck first from Dan Savage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of. just my, my take was, I want to know what you're working with. Sure. And I, I want to know what you're about. And I want to know your level of communication around all of this and your willingness to explore beyond what you currently know and understand. And so that was important to me you know, just like I want to know about your family and I want to know about your upbringing. I also want to know how you act in an intimate setting because I had so many times in the past been the, the girl or the woman that was, Oh no, I don't want to do that early on, whatever. So I have like the opposite where I'm like, Oh, but my value is placed on the perception of my purity. And so I just, I need to seem, um, proper. I need to seem proper and play a little coy and flirt a little bit and wait some length of time and all of that. And so I was just over it because I'd get into relationships where they'd tick all these boxes and we'd have good enough conversations, which is different to being really good at communicating. We'd have great conversations. We'd like each other enough. And then sex would be okay. And then that okay sex, it was the, and I, and y'all have heard me say this, before that, a lot of times people will get into relationships for all of these different reasons. And the sex is like the, the thing that's on the back burner. It's the secondary thing. You know, all of these other things are the reason why the relationship gets to happen. And the sex is a bonus. And then a lot of times the lack of sex or the sex with other people or all these. Uh, yeah. Just, and hopefully it's a bonus, right? Right. There's this interesting sentiment, I guess you could call it around 
it's not all about sex. It's it's right. this to me, I perceive it as a bit of bypassing. Yeah. Where, oh, there's more, there's deeper parts to a relationship. And I understand what they mean by that, what is meant by that. However, I think it's also a cop-out. It's a preemptive protective mechanism because maybe the sex is not that good. They're not having that much of it. They're scared. It's vulnerable to go into it, to have those fun, comfortable conversations and to be intentional around it. Yeah. And then a lot of times the sex winds up being the reason why the relationship ends. Totally. Some part of some the part sex. of it, like it or not, believe it or not. Yeah. I believe it's absolutely true. And we know this in our intimacy, we can process a lot without actually processing. Sure. Just, bumping uglies or bumping beautifuls rather. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said that? I don't think so. so I like the bumping beautifuls though. That feels better. Bumping pretties. Bumping pretties. Instead of uglies. Knocking boots. All right. <laughs> Going to pound town. <laughs> I could do this all day. I know that you can and you will just somebody stop me even after i hit stop on the recording he will continue y'all so okay well you know i want to talk about the fact that we've been dabbling in we've been we've been playing a little on field and we've been considering playing with others mm-hmm. and so i want to go into you know of course a little bit of our history and and the foundational stuff the, the foundational questions for our relationship but i don't want to spend too too much time there so let me just go to a question that kind of answers a little bit more of the in-between, but also brings us a bit current, which is why is now? So our relationship is a little over three and a half years. We are engaged at the point of this recording, getting married in October of 2021. Come on now. Really excited about it. We're doing I'm it. claiming this woman. I'm allowing. <laughs> um And so why is now the right time? Because at the beginning, this was a concept. This was an idea that we want to create a relationship and a life by our design. And a lot of people use that phrasing in that language. And I'm like, you're just saying that so that you can avoid responsibility. You know, it's just kind of this weird thing that, that people will say sometimes, but anyway, I I wanted like my, my, the true, how do I really want my relationship to go down? And so in a lot of ways, our relationship has unfolded in a very monogamous way, but we've continuously had conversations from yeah. the beginning of what else could we be into. Yeah. So why is now the time that we have started to dabble and play yep. a little on apps and yep. yeah, with our language and our, I would say even our energy being open. Yeah. To it. And we're being more intentional and taking some inspired action in this realm. And for me, a lot of it stems back to the trust I alluded to earlier in this podcast. And that is developing a level of trust within myself and um, taming my inner fuck boy, if you will. And what I mean by that is as a man that lack of the ladies, I see so many beautiful women and I have some level of attraction sexually to women. You're also really hot. Thank you. I receive. Mm -hmm. And, but none of that is worth compromising our relationship. Right. My future wife, mother of my children. Oh shit. My boo-boo. Oh my God. Um, yeah, my significant other for life. Mm -hmm. And so it's so easy to me 
to forego those things as long as feels right in order to create the foundation to where anything that we would explore outside of in addition to us is only enhancing our relationship. It's building a stronger foundation. It's bringing us more in connection and love. It's not coming from a place of desperation. Uh, it's not coming from a place of we need to fix anything. Um, or that either of us are not enough for the other. Totally. Not whatsoever. So I think that's what has brought us here. And practicing patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm in no rush. Mm-hmm. I'm in no rush for anything. We have our entire lives. So to me, I, I mean, one of the greatest lessons I've learned in life in general is patience. Is Slow is fast, fast is slow. I think that's how the saying goes. Something like that. You get it. So those were some key points for me as to like the journey that brought us here. Mm-hmm. So what concerns do you think you still have or hesitations do you think you still have about exploring? I don't know if I would call this necessarily. It is consensual non-monogamy to a degree, but we're not looking to open our relationship yeah. for me to find a lover, you to find a lover, for us to date people outside of our relationship. So maybe even touch on that for a sec before yeah. going into hesitations or concerns. Sure. So specifically, we have labeled ourselves monogamish. And we've talked about that before. And essentially that to me, to us, our conversations around that are that we can have conversations and we'll consider more or less anything. Doesn't mean by any means we're going to do it, but we're more open with our energy as far as like considering things. I think we also have a lot of confidence in our ability to communicate on these subjects and not just our ability to communicate, but our ability to regulate our emotions and our nervous systems, which I've talked about on the show quite a bit that my I get flooded very quickly. And so I'll go zero to a hundred, then back to zero very fast. And a lot of my work personally has been, instead of shaming myself or trying to fix that thing about myself is my relationship to it and how I react to it and how I bring myself back to neutral so that I can really communicate in a way that is not just my highest self, but is me and is really what I want to communicate instead of spitting venom at times. Um, or just letting emotion kind of take over. And so I, I don't avoid the emotion necessarily, but I regulate my system to to the situation. And so um, conversations that we have where at other times in my life or maybe in your life would have gone down very differently. Totally. So I think for us, we have a lot, and that's my piece on it. I don't know how you feel about you know your ability and how you navigate inside the conversations specifically with me on this subject. But I think for us, we trust each other so much that we can bring up just about any topic of conversation Mm -hmm. and we trust ourselves to go through it and to get on the other side and to ultimately be brought closer together. Yeah. So I think we can go into maybe some specifics around where we're at and where we're seeing ourselves going in this regard. Yeah. So we went on a date. I'll just go there. Uh, you're a first, little bit of your head of the game. Am yeah, I jumping the gun? I want to hear your hesitations. Okay. So hesitations before, well, little foreshadowing teaser then, uh, my hesitations are just some hesitations that we've discussed are aware of jealousy. Certainly. Right. I mean, in many relationships, dare I say, most jealousy shows up somewhere in some capacity, whether it's very clear and explicit or it's 
under the surface and there's passive aggressive, resentful vibes around it. Jealousy is a thing. And specifically when it comes to intimacy uh, and yeah, romantic relationships. And so I've never, I don't want to say never, jealousy has not been something that has been a strong, consistent issue for me. Mm-hmm. So that's not something I've been super worried about, but by no means am I impervious to this. Right. Um, jealousy, and especially when it comes to bringing another woman into our dynamic, I don't perceive a quote threat there, so to speak. There aren't the same insecurities that would maybe come up if another man were presented into the mix. And maybe we can get into that here in a little bit. It's the last question. I'm sure it is. Uh, so there's that. There's even more than that. It's complications in general. It's finite energy I have to invest in things. And do I want to have another person, woman, who is, I have to, I'm going to say have to, I'll get to, yeah, yeah. But like, I have to be mindful of her, her emotions, be a good caretaker of sorts. Even Um, if it were just for a night. Yeah. Like what is required of us in order for us to have an experience that is worth our time, energy, sexual. Totally. Experience, all of it. Yeah. Um, And I'm reminded of Neil Strauss. He wrote many books, but the truth is one that I'm, I'm referencing specifically here. And he went deep into like open relationships, polyamory, and he just masterfully uh, showcases his journey. And he talks about how in theory, this seems so awesome. However, in practicality, it can be so complicated. There's so many dynamics to navigate. There's relationships like get exponential, so to speak, right? So there's you and I's relationship. If there was another person, it's you and theirs relationship. It's mine and theirs relationship. And then our individuals, there's so many and then the three dynamics of out, us. And the three of us. And so probably more than anything that has been my like I don't concern. have time for that. I don't that. have time for that. Slash, I don't want to give my time to that. Right. Uh, and the, the other thing that comes up is, am I powerful enough to hold that energy? Can I be a masculine pillar, a dom of sorts and create containers for two women and, and still just show up in the the way I most want to. So that everybody is leaving fulfilled, loved, feeling sexed up, all the awesome things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a lot of pressure. Totally. Yeah. Pressure for sure. The navigating like a hesitation is like, is that the the pressure is one thing and then how you relate to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So concerns and hesitations that, that I have are very similar to yours and not just the jealousy, but how the jealousy is acted upon if it were to arise. And my response to a situation that could evoke jealousy it really depends on the situation. If you are communicating with someone and it feels like it was done in a dark, sleazy, slimy, yeah. you knew better and you did it anyway. And this, you created a loophole with words or something that I said. And and like, there's some kind of weird stickiness that I'm going to get fucking pissed about. Get them. That I'm talking to the, you. The Leo's coming out. Right. Yeah, you are. Uh-huh. Yeah. We, this has come up. Yeah, that's what I'm going to have feels about. Now, if it's done in a way that feels clean, Mm. then I'm not going to feel it. If I see you with another person and it is 
and it is done in a way that feels good to all parties and it's agreed upon and whatever. This has been part of the journey that has got us here too, because I've not known how to do this in a way that feels clean because I've never done it. Right. It's, it's been inherently dirty, right? Even thinking about it, let alone talking about it or going there is not okay. That's the program I've had. So I kind of was in this weird place of that conditioning. And so how do I do this in a clean way? I don't really know. So I guess I'll just kind of do this. Oh, that doesn't feel good. But how would it even feel good? You yeah. Know? With time. And time, 100%. For and short conversations time. And right. openness. Because if I were to see you with someone, and let's say it's somebody that we both agreed to, and we ticked all these boxes, and it was great, and you were flirting, and I could see you, I am really proud of, and I get turned on by how I flow that through my system. And because I'm proud of you and our relationship and my development and all of that, it, like I said, it turns me on. You're and so cute right now. Why? She just, she's got this big old smile on her face <laughs> and you're adorable as you express, <laughs> explain this. Yeah. And these things are different. So this, you know, the dark stickiness and this, like, it yep. feels lighthearted and that doesn't, and the jealousy that comes, jealousy is a thing for a reason and it is warranted for a reason. Be warned, run away. That thing is not safe. Don't procreate with it. (laughs) (laughs) Not trustworthy. Won't give your future children resources. (laughs) It's going to go somewhere else and give (sighs) her and their children resources. And anyway, there's a biological reason that that response is there. Mm -hmm. So I've heard you describe jealousy for you as a turn on. And what I mean by that is sort of in a, kinky capacity yeah an emotional masochist yeah a little bit of Mm -hmm. mind fuckery yeah because jealousy like many of those bigger emotions are emotions that people even steer clear of or run Mm -hmm. away from so to speak they move like i said they move the system very quickly somebody Mm -hmm. can go from completely neutral to hearing that their person was doing such and such at a party and then it spikes adrenaline spikes cortisol spikes all these neurochemicals in their body and that is the shit that makes you feel alive. Yeah. So some people get in loops where they're almost attached to relationships where they feel that thing because it does feel like a roller coaster of a ride. Yeah. And it's life. And I think the difference here is the situation you just described is being hijacked and blindsided by that energy without trust, consent, all those kinds of things. But right. the other side of that is if there is trust, there's communication, understanding, consent then suddenly it becomes this playful fuel Mm, that you can leverage. These things come up. It's like, oh, I'm okay. I'm safe. I'm not, I don't need to identify with this emotion of jealousy, insecurity or whatever, because I trust him. I trust them. And I trust myself. Trust myself. And that's something too, because there've been relationships in the past where the jealousy stuff comes up or it did come up. And I was with a person that, was oftentimes playing in this very dark, slimy, sleazy, like I mentioned. And then jealousy would come up in me. And I, at one stage, it, it showed itself in various ways. And at one stage, at a time when I would actually get angry, then I, I wouldn't know how to handle or navigate communicating that I was upset about this thing and that this, this thing was wrong because the vast majority of the information that was getting said back to me was in a sense trying to spin a different story and manipulate the situation. And I was crazy. Yeah. And fuck that asshole. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh-huh. Sort of. 
Uh, but I think you get it. I yeah. said all of that to illustrate a point. And then other times um, jealousy would come up and I, I wouldn't, I couldn't trust myself and my actions. Like I would get such in a blind rage after yeah. that the things that were coming out of my mouth was, I don't even, I don't even know yeah. who that person mm-hmm. is in myself. And mm-hmm. so when I don't turn into that person, I get wet. unless you told me to do that Uh i would let that loose (laughs) one more uh fear apprehension that certainly has come up for me and i would imagine even more so for you is and it's a cousin akin to jealousy is a threat a perceived threat and what i mean by that like how that pertains to me specifically is would I fall for another woman over you? It's a very real concern. Yeah. And I don't have that concern. And that's not to say that that is impossible or that that couldn't come up in another couple's dynamic. That's a real possibility. And a couple things I would say to that one, I'm exactly why we've gone into this slow. And while I've been cautious, it's because I want to make sure we are solid And I am so in love with you. I'm so committed to you. I love you so fucking much that I'm not concerned about what is likely fleeting emotions. Yeah. Uh, I'm not concerned about that. Right. Yeah. And I'm as, not that I'm not concerned, I'm pretty neutral. If we were to, and we're going to get into it, the specifics on who we would play with, that person's going to be fucking dope. Yeah. And so I would imagine there's a possibility for both of us to fall in a sense for a person who's new and unique. And we also might really enjoy what that person brings out in us Mm -hmm. when they're not around. And so there, you know, we have friends that have wound up in committed throuples throuples Mm -hmm. because of that. And so there is an element of risk, but there's an element of risk regardless. And so our foundation is so strong that it doesn't matter in a sense. Our relationship isn't going to go anywhere just because someone decides, you know, because we decide to play with someone, even if we wind up catching feelings. So like our relationship is in and of itself strong. And this is our family foundation. We are each other who we are creating a legacy with. Come on. And so anything that comes in is an additional beautiful piece to our puzzle. Yeah. And I think at an even higher level, metaphysically, if you will, risk is important to me in life. Yeah. Calculated risks. A strong value of mine, yours, and ours is freedom, liberation. And that doesn't come free. It has a cost. It has risks associated with it. And that's not to say that we're going to be all willy nilly and leaky with our energy. And again, going back to the slow, the trust, the foundation, cool, we can come up against that edge, take a risk and be like, oh, wow, that turned out great. Or, ooh, that wasn't, that wasn't the best. Cool. Recalibrate. Consider that next time we delve into this energy. Yeah. So considering potentially playing with others, Mm -hmm. what are you most excited about? Yeah. Uh, A lot of things. Certainly the let's call it hedonic pleasure, if you will, where it's just awesome. Get to share more of that sexual intimacy and love with another beautiful woman. You could hear the shit that I say in between when you're talking in my head. (laughs) I dare you to say that. You go the hedonics and I was like two chicks 
choking on your dick. Oh my God. I just prematurely <laughs> ejaculated all over the podcast equipment. Uh, <laughs> Malfunction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's double click on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's certainly one, the most obvious one. I'm just going to call that out. It's more growth, more personal growth. There was, there was a sexual pun there, more growth in my pants anyway. Okay. Yep. So yeah, it, it is challenging me to be a more compassionate, effective leader, more communicative, uh, to be more embodied so I can have the wherewithal confidence to be able to show up in that space. Mm. Um, yeah, also, those are a couple of things. That come I also up think a more skilled lover, which Definitely. I think at one point in our relationship, the the necessity or the call up to be a more skilled lover and to be mm-hmm. able to hold bigger capacity for yep. experiences to unfold mm-hmm. was uh, was threatening in a sense. It was oh, yeah. a challenge. And that's been part of the patience going into this. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't honestly feel prepared to do it in a way that feels aligned to where I am at this season and that, like where I am in my journey right now. Right. Once upon a time, you know, I had threesomes in high school and college and beyond, and some were better than others. And just generally speaking, being young and dumb and, uh, thinking we are dingy. <laughs> totally. And again, some of them were great, but they didn't have the level of intentionality and all the things that I have now and that I want to be present in an experience with someone else mm. with people in general in a sexual capacity. Yeah. You. Yeah. I think sometimes like when I think about the past, I've had, I've had threesomes that have been purely performative and mm. have been mm-hmm. not great just on so many levels, whether it was the alcohol and the relationship that I got a little feisty about, there was just a lot going on. I learned a lot about what I didn't want in relationships moving forward, but great. I was able to learn a lot at one time in one relationship. So I dare I say that I have a brand, this show, you, all of the business that we have because of that, Yeah, which is, whoa, whoa to think, Mm -hmm. you know, so I've had those not that great experiences. And then I've had ones that were like, wow, I'm so glad I gave that another try because that was way more beautiful and way hotter than I remembered and I was holding on to, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's been in a sense healing. Um, so I'm excited for Well, this is like, I almost feel my, I'm going to blush a little bit, but like, <laughs> Thinking about the ones that I've had that were really great, they were with people that I wasn't, I knew I wasn't going to be with long term. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit easier to show up knowing I was getting to peace, you yeah. know, a, a week, a couple weeks later. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about times when I was living on cruise ships. So it's a little bit different with you mm-hmm. because I had a relationship with a woman at one point. I do consider myself, uh, I would say, hetero flexible. Somewhere in between heteroflexible and bisexual, I haven't had really the the desire to get into a long-term committed partnership with a woman, but I love being sensual with women. And I I love going there. There's something so delicious. And I can imagine men who are 
straight feel this all the time. Like, oh, she's so soft and voluptuous. And you just like, her skin is so smooth and boobs are nice. And <laughs> why are her nipples so perfect? And oh my gosh, vagina, you know, like it, I just it, said a lot of this to her before we got on this podcast. Yeah. She's sitting yeah. There sexy Women life. are so magical. Like think about what their bodies can do. Holy yeah. fucking shit. It's there's just reverence and awe mm. and women to me are just delicious in so many ways. And I can appreciate so many different types of women. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm a little hesitant, a little nervous to be with a woman in front of you because you hadn't really seen me do that. And so what if I show you a part of me that you've never seen and you decide you don't like it. <laughs> so that's a little bit of the excitement and hesitation yeah. wrapped into one. Mm-hmm. And like, we need to have like a play by play. Mm-hmm. like a playbook who's going to touch what when where how because otherwise if we think oh just like loosen up and let it flow then we stand there uh, where to put my hands i'm not sure you know we both reach with one with a hand and it's like oh no no uh, oh. you go there first <laughs> you know so when we say conversations the conversations can go all over the place and we don't want to over process it but we also want to be prepared sure and to be clear, we have had a few experiences, yeah, interactions, um, some more PG than others. Uh, and so we've had a little bit of practice, so to speak, in yeah. navigating some of that. Yeah. We mm-hmm. took Molly and went to Lollapalooza for my birthday a Whoa. couple of years ago and went home with someone. Wow. Well, she went home with us. Damn straight. <laughs> and we learned so much. Yeah. What yeah. were some of the things we learned about that? And I also think that that's the reason why we've had so much time go by. Between, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was great. Yeah, she was great. And just total babe, uh, a lot of fun. I think that part of it goes back to what I was saying before around just general confidence. And I was in this, I would say sort of awkward in between of knowing how I've done things in the past in that capacity and that more or less worked, even if it wasn't optimal, but wanting to have a greater level of intention and sort of magic, you could call it yeah. within the experience and like ritual and those kinds of things. Well, but also not wanting to overdo that. So I was in this kind of awkward in between trying and, to play it cool. Mm-hmm. It's four in the morning. We're at a well, hotel. That's the other thing. Yeah. Is we did not go into that weekend planning on this coming, we went into that night. It was, we like manifested this Yeah, pretty wild. Yes. It happened very quickly. We, <laughs> Both had this hit, and I think you said it first. And I was yeah. like, I just had that same thought. I was like, should we go? Should we play oh, with somebody yeah. tonight? And then we agreed. You know, we're gonna have our energy open to this, and within minutes, it's what it, it started felt like. to unfold. Yeah, within probably four thirty minutes or so, Molly minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and so the night progressed, and it was awesome. But then. It was we were the chasing energy the high. That we were chasing the high. And what a, a lesson in life. You know, chasing the high, you got to chase it to know that it's not worth chasing it most of the time. And the energy had really passed, but we were already committed to this, like yeah. all of us. Mm-hmm. And, and so I don't certainly don't regret it. Neither do I. But it was by the time we got to that point, it was clunky, a little forced was tired, was coming down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I also think if I remember correctly, there was a uh, kind of a palpable, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Disappointment, maybe even mm-hmm. that 
you were not available for penetration. Oh yeah. Yes. So I'm so glad outside of up. me. Yeah. So opened the container when we were back in the hotel room and said, you know, what are some desires and some boundaries? And that was part of the misalignment you could say is she was like, what the fuck is kind of like, what the fuck is that? You know, or like, where is this coming from? Right. A little bit. Right. And so there wasn't like a eager fuck yes onboardness with that process of being very explicit with enthusiastic about yeah. let's talk about like this. this is part of the fun playful process right uh, there was so there's just like a an awkwardness and a resistance right. and there. it caused us to show up in in not a true way i yeah. would say because we were trying, trying to, to we were this. trying to cater yeah. to the energy that she was bringing versus mm-hmm. really being ourselves but we were also not prepared yeah Totally. But it was perfect. It really was. It really was. Yeah. And so I had the boundary for myself that I was not going to penetrate her. That felt important that that was stepping into something bigger than I wanted to in that at that time. And my recollection is you were okay with me doing it. And I was, if I was, yeah. Yeah. And and I wasn't. And I'm and glad I'm so that glad you that I stuck with that. And yeah. I think, yeah, like you said, there was some disappointment there, and it wasn't super palpable necessarily. Oh my but god, it, was it wouldn't noticeable. have been good anyway. Four <laughs> <laughs> in the morning, kind of cracked out. Uh-huh. No, it wouldn't so, have been good anyway. Again, a great learning experience. It was certainly not bad, but we're looking right. for optimal well, learning from that. The thing is, the next, I think it was like the, the next morning, it was the same morning, but several hours after when we actually woke up and were a little bit rested and whatever, we then wound up having sex and we were just so playful yeah. with each other because it was like, oh my God, look what we did. We're yeah, so fucking so. cool. And she was a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> she was a hot kindergarten teacher. <laughs> she was. Um, yeah. So, I think really after that, it was the the thoughts and the conversations. And I certainly felt some pangs of like, we could have done that better and all that. And I'm still happy that we did it. And, and just, I want for, I want for us to be like, holy fucking shit after yeah. like in the best of ways, yeah. all parties involved. And not necessarily from a prideful. Yeah, I did something good. Some of that. Sure. Definitely some of that. And it's, truly the type of thing where all parties leave feeling, Oh, I was just so loved. I feel so satiated, blissed out. Uh, and it's just, it's a transcendent, if you will, to be right. a more dramatic kind of experience, which means festivals and, you know, kind of Molly fuels. It's probably not going to be the best setup. Neither is a lot of alcohol. No. Gonna be the best setup. So let's bring it back around. Now that's a little bit more of our history and our past. So and that to was speak. like a couple years ago now. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was my 30th birthday. I'm about to be 33. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about why we're choosing field mm-hmm. and now. And and yeah, why now and why field? Yep. So field, I don't even remember where. Maybe I heard it from Bryn first. Uh it's my understanding of it is it's a dating app. It's alternative lifestyle. So kink, BDSM, open relationships, poly, heteroflexibility. Yeah, focused or or forward. Exactly. It's alternative relationships relating um, forward focused. And so we felt like people that are inclined to be on that app would be more in alignment with where we want to go with this kind of thing. And we're a couple looking for another woman. so. 
as far as I know, that's the only app. There might be others, but that's the most used app for that kind of thing. Yeah. And it also lets for us, allows for us to link our profiles together totally, so people can important. see both of our profiles. So it's super clear and clean. Yeah. Yes. Um, so far it is. Yeah. And yeah, part of me factoring, part of my why now and field and all of that is we've known that at some point we want to play with others. We don't want to change the sanctity, the sacredness of our foundation and what we are creating, but we want to expand and explore our experience together, experiences together. And um, I remember I actually asked. So for those of you who are listening that are not aware, we have a Facebook group. It's called that sex group. And there's, and that's like the OG community. So if you are not in that, it'll be linked in the show notes. So good. Go to it, get into the group because there's so many different types of conversations that are going on in there. And I started that back in 2017 and it's just awesome. So at one stage I was kind of going back and forth and I remember saying something about threesomes or whatever. And Jordan kind of checked me a little bit and was like, do you think that's ever going to happen? a little bit of that a little bit of that do you think it's ever gonna happen i was like damn okay yeah (laughs) Uh, how do i walk my talk here because i'm feeling a little bit off and so and we had other friends that were kind of dabbling and talking about playing with others and that kind of thing and we're talking friends that are so committed and sincere in their relationships families marriages Mm -hmm. all of that so not we're not just willy-nilly with with the types of of playing and like there's so much intentionality that is going into this and i think that for a lot of people they they might be considering doing this but they've only ever seen the alternative option which is just like they open they don't really talk about it all that much and, or they, they start talking about it and the next week they go and do it and then shit starts falling apart and yeah. breaking. So anyway, I asked my Facebook group, I just said, those of you who are, who play with others are in committed relationships and you play with others. What is your favorite way to be approached? Because I was caught in this space of being annoyed and, and having this reaction to when someone seemed like they were showing interest in us, if they went to Jordan and they, they just went about communicating with us or him, the, again, in air quotes, wrong way, I would get all my feathers ruffled. I would just say this person, this, that, and there. And I had, I realized I created this story and all these rules in my head about the way that we needed to be talked to and communicated about all this. And I had, yeah, I was, I realized that was there. I asked my Facebook group. And so I started reading their responses. And at one point, somebody responded with, I treat every possible connection individually. And I, And I think it was something to the effect of choose to get to know that person on an individual level instead of these are the rules of engagement before you can, you are allowed to talk to me or we're going to be open to you. It's like, oh, this person has shown interest. What are they about? And having this enthusiastic curiosity about that person. And it was like, I got smacked in the face with, oh, what a novel idea treat them individually. Uh And so that has been a really big game changer for me is I'm, I'm going to go to the person and just be curious. Who are you? While also understanding we're fucking busy people Mm -hmm. and we only have so much time to go tell me all about yourself to a stranger on the internet. Mm -hmm. So we also considered, you know, this idea of, and I've spoken about this on the podcast before of going one to 10, 
right? Mm-hmm. The, the 10 scale. And so you can use the one to 10 scale in so many different ways. But if 10 is going on a date with someone and then going back to a hotel or our house or wherever and having a wild, crazy, sex-filled, amazing night together, if that is 10 and we are currently at a one, meaning, or a two, let's say a two is just having the conversations about yeah. it, then what would be three? Get on an app. Yeah. Just get that much closer to the analogy, thing. Yeah. So now I'm going to be on the app. What would be like a three and a half or a four? Matching with people and communicating with them Ooh. like a human, like a real person. And then what would be maybe a four and a half or a five, if we're going with half numbers here, but what would that be? And maybe that would be just going to meet for a snack, a drink, a coffee, something. I prefer coffee or something in the middle of the day because that was a learning. That was a learning, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, because there is a clear end. We're not expecting to take our um, late morning, early afternoon coffee into dinner and drinks and sex. Like that's a lot of hours with someone for the first time. I just you met know. you. Right. Well, <laughs> where's it from? I, it feels like from a movie. But oh, I just, just imagine that was from a movie. So anyway, yeah. So that it's like, what is just a little bit closer to the thing, but not going from, oh yeah, well buck up or shut up girl. I don't and think I've then ne- say that. That's cute. And then next Coming week we're like naked with people bumping pretties <laughs> full of callbacks today. So you're so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we chose field because we wanted to be open and upfront yep. with our fuck first mentality. Yep. And part of the conversation of, is this ever going to happen is how the fuck do we approach this? Do we start going out to bars? No, we're not going to meet. We're not bar bar people. Yeah. That's not where we're going to we find our fuck yes third. We are. We're going to find our fuck yes third raging in front of, <laughs> in front of a, in the middle of a festival crowd. No, no. It was chain smokers. I think. Actually. No, you can keep Rufus to soul. Ah, I'm going to tell them you said that. Keep them. <laughs> I'll take chain smokers, but, better, but not on the radio. Yeah. Live. Anyway, moving on. So Yeah. How are we going to, if we're serious and sincere about this and we desire that, then this is a very structured, intentional, specific way to go into that. And that felt like the best return on investment, if you will. And so, yeah, I wanted to point that out too. Yes. And we don't ever have to meet the people that we talk to if we don't want to. We get to have a vetting process, so to speak. And that feels really good. We get to protect our energy in a sense and then determine, cool, it is worth taking a risk of investing a little bit more of our time and energy to meet up with this person. Yes. Mm -hmm. So what are you looking for when you decide to swipe right or heart someone? So number one is, Am I attracted to this person? <laughs> it might sound surface or whatever, but no. But it's a very it's critical <laughs> piece of the puzzle. Yeah, that's not if the I'm only not thing. Attracted to you, then that's that's the interest. That's gauge one for me. Yes, and like so, a lot of people. Yeah, exactly. That's, you don't have to apologize. I, it's kind of funny. I feel like I don't of, apologize. You know, inclusive or something. You don't uh, have to apologize for yes. like when So that's one. Cool. Am I attracted to this person? Great scroll through a couple pictures, get a general intangible vibe from that person. 
and then read the profile. Of course, right? Like how you say intangible vibe. Yeah, because it's something it can't necessarily always be explained, but that so, means, oh, their vibe feels good. That means is there a dog in that one of the is, pictures? Yep. And so it's kind of the classic deal makers and deal breakers kind of approach. So is there something in their pictures or profile bio that is a deal breaker? Cool. If that's the case, then do not pass go collect $200 monopoly style kind of deal. Uh, and then the deal makers are things like a dog. Ooh, they like dogs. We like dogs. We like dogs. Great. That's good to know. Um, so looking at it through that lens and sometimes people don't have a profile or they don't have any words and they chop off their head. I'll still, I'll give them a heart because cool. Like we can vet that in a text communication through the app. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's some of the things. Yeah, and they're things, and but... what they write. Yeah, what I they like write. when they write things. Yeah. So you are a little bit more liberal with your hearts, yes. which mm-hmm. I think is pretty common for people yeah. on apps. People who identify with mail, from what I gather, very generally speaking, will heart everything. Yeah. And then hopefully, and they just see what sticks. Well, it's kind of a numbers game. Yeah. It is a numbers game. Yeah. And the okay. odds are in for for my as a mostly let's say straight mm-hmm. woman then i'm trying to fend you all off mm-hmm. and i just need to be very i'm reading every word <laughs> and see i'll and go that's back not the and case. read after i've matched with somebody yeah, yeah. right so we'll just we got that deep dive we got different tactics so if you are a little bit more liberal and i am a little bit more conservative with yeah look at yeah, we got house know. the house divided makes a great home <laughs> I don't know if that's how this saying goes. I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that sounds like division. We are a green party. (laughs) Um, so, or a libertarian. Sure. Okay. So that whoever we wind up both matching with, then that's significant. Yep. Right. So I'm a little less, I'm a little more um, considerate. I want to read the words and check them out and, and decide. Uh, how I feel. And that's been something that we've gotten to grow through too, because I, I think at one point I told you, trust me that I will not be a no to everyone. Mm-hmm. Because I think that was a little bit of a concern. Well, it's like, yeah, you would absolutely. then go, Oh, you're now interested in having these conversations. Well, this person just flirt social media flirted with me, which means liked a bunch of things, sent me a message, commented on my Instagram stories. They also are following me you know, the woman in your life liked a bunch of my stuff. You're like, Oh, this person's sniffing. Maybe they're yeah. interested. And then you'd show me their picture and I'd be like, no. And you go, but, but, and that was part of me like challenging you. Yeah. 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 Well, what do you mean? No, what is no about it? And I would say, there's just, things aren't quite right. And you were like, what isn't right? And I would say it's an, it's an intangible thing Mm -hmm. because on paper you're like, oh, well, they use the word consciousness or spirituality or they're (laughs) actually deal breakers, (laughs) not not really, but just if if they can't operate on the real, in the real world, that is a deal breaker Mm -hmm. because we are very much on earth. We are anyway. So. Um, yeah, that was my challenge. Then we, we kind of challenged each other in that where I was like, I promise you, you'll have to trust me that I will not be a no to everyone. And, um, moving us along, we wound up matching with the same person very recently and within a few days met her. Yep. So what factored in to that decision? Yeah. So 
I felt like I had enough communication with her to determine that she was safe. <laughs> and what I mean by that is normal cool enough. With. She was cool enough to meet up with. Uh, we had easy, good surface ish conversations. Yeah. Light. And you and I talked about it. You had some conversations and we were like, yeah, like this feels like a great, let's just go there. Even though there was not a full fuck yes energy we're exploring in this domain. Yeah. So let's take a little risk and let's just explore and see what happens. And admittedly, I had very, I want to say like low expectations in the sense that I didn't think that it would go somewhere. I was not expecting it to go somewhere for many reasons. And still it was like, let's just do this. This is a fun, cool thing we get to do together. This is us showing the universe that we are committed to this process and that we want to explore and that we want to go there. And so we met up and we had great conversations going into that meetup. What kind of scenario could unfold here? Are we open to bringing her home if things went really well? And we said, no, we said, this is a first date. This is us exploring and just seeing where this could go and what comes up in this process. Let's not rush this and let's just be present and have a good time and see what happens. And what's happening? Are you supposed to be on a call? Mm -hmm. Uh Oh, boo yeah. is late. Yeah. Do we need to pause this and come back or what? Um, yes. Okay, baby. Okay. To be continued. To be continued. Cliffhanger. And we're back. She's going to get some lashings later. Lashings? Lashings. It's we're lashings going, We're going now. to the medieval times with this kink. Great. Well, we did just recently receive a whole set of floggers and well, there's one impact play tool that it's not quite a cane, but it kind of looks like a cane. Yep. Is that like a, a woven braid kind of thing. Something or other, which that I don't think was that really, like. was that your first kinky purchase on your own? No, the, uh, the suction cup dildo was. Oh, mm -hmm. okay. Well, anyway, we are back. And in the in-between time of the other podcast cliffhanger and this, I did a coaching call in a program called the sacred slut, which was fun. So now we bring ourselves back to the date that we went on that I was mostly listening to Jordan's yeah, response kind of to, but, um, I, I wanted to highlight something that I, I think we didn't touch on was the dinner that we went on before we went on this date. Yes. Which I think was really important. Um, and I remember while we were at dinner, I said, we need to talk about this on a podcast because we had nerves. Oh, we were yeah. going to meet a stranger that we met on the internet. <laughs> and so we planned a whole date night around this. Stranger danger. Or, or just, yeah, we, yeah. it was a minimum viable product. It yes, was our, the next stop on our one to 10 journey. Yep. And it was just meeting the person. So we went to dinner beforehand we had a reservation and it was awesome. We knew eat light. We've just learned a lot of things about ourselves. If we want mm. any kind of potential play to happen, whether that's between us or considering in the future, we eat a particular way. It's really light. I usually like going someplace that has my favorite champagne, Veuve Clicquot. Come on now, she bougie. And, and usually Jordan gets some sort of old fashioned. Yeah, and we sat there at the, at the restaurant and we said, okay, what are we going to do? 
what are we going to talk about? And we've had so many conversations about how this could go previous times, but we were getting ready to meet a person. So we talked about, okay, well, what if it goes this way? Or what if it goes that way? What are we interested in divulging? And we just played out a bunch of different scenarios. Also understanding that this is another human and we can't guarantee, we can't know ahead of time how they're going to be or act or any of that. So I think that going to dinner and having that sweet, flirty connection time beforehand made a really big difference. Yeah. Agreed. We also got dressed up. We did. Yeah. It was really sweet. Mm -hmm. But ultimately we went, we met the person, we had a couple of drinks, we learned about her. We asked a lot of thoughtful questions. We made sure to look at her profile and what she wrote there beforehand. So we and some of the some of the conversations we'd had a little bit back and forth in the app itself so that we could call that forward and and mm-hmm. give topics of conversation but it was a great experience and ultimately we we decided we don't want to see her again mm-hmm. um and so then there was a, a closing of sorts there and an invitation and then an invitation that was more or less declined mm-hmm. i would say we get to get better at that yeah. of when we do want to see someone again that's probably easier sure. but if we don't want to see someone again and how you do that in a way that's gracefully, that's graceful, mm-hmm. kind, mm-hmm. all of that. So indirect. Mm-hmm. Yes. While keeping the person's, what's the word I'm looking dignity. for? Dignity. Yeah. Yes. Intact. And just because I don't want to see you again, doesn't mean you're not worthy of being yeah. seen yeah. by someone or multiple people again. It is. So what do you think made that not really a fit? Well, we had a great conversation on the way home about this where we more or less said we're not interested in settling. Yeah. We're not going for good enough. We we want the full fuck yes kind of energy. Um, and it's kind of the classic. If it's not a fuck yes, it's a fuck no. And as much in this scenario as any. And yeah, it was it was clear. So we didn't need to necessarily go into it a bunch or over process we both as part of this patient process know what the deal makers and breakers are. We know the vibe we're looking for and that wasn't it. Yeah. And we also understood that we just had a couple of exchanges and then we were like, let's meet. Yeah. So all of that played into it because we're also not saying, okay, you have to check all these boxes and do these things. Just like I said, we're trying to incorporate a little bit more easefulness, go with the flow, spontaneity, but also the, the balance of directiveness, decisiveness, logic. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just fun to test the waters out. And we knew going in, we're just going to see how this goes down, knowing what we know of ourselves and what we want. We're just going to let this one play out because we also, I think, understand that how we're going to get what we want is putting in the reps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Putting in them reps, just like the gym. Get them big muscles. Look all hot like. Stop. Six pack. Yeah. So the same, basically the same intention that I have or that I had in choosing Jordan as my person, I want for us and the entity of our relationship. And of course, each of us individually to have the same intentionality when it comes to choosing that other person to share in this special thing that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I think we both are understand that we're not necessarily looking for a thruple scenario or a third semi-permanent partner. 
we're not not looking for that. We're open to that. If again, it's like, yeah, this is a great fit. This is exciting. This is fulfilling. It's aligned across the board. Then we're open to that. But you know, the more likely scenario is, oh, we like this person generally. There's a vibe here. She's cute. She's fun. We there's can play sexual energy, yep, great communication and conversation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, all of those things. And that was definitely the thing that I think we learned the very most out of the Lollapalooza extravaganza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So something else that we've talked about a number of times is how we want that person to feel. Cause while our place where we stand in this whole deal is, yeah, we want it to enhance our relationship but we don't want that person to feel like they are a tool being used totally. by us to liven things up or anything like that. So I would love to hear from you. Um, how do, what do you want our, let's say somebody wants to play with us a third. How do you want them to feel leaving and experience with us? How do you want them to have been treated? Yeah, I want, they're a human being and I want them to feel like you said, not an accessory or something that's used. And certainly the app, just the nature of the app helps with that because you check boxes and say what you're interested in. So they're interested in a couple. There's already a baseline understanding that makes it easier. Uh, And then to your primary question of how do we want them to leave? Feeling fucking good, overflowing with energy, seen, appreciated, acknowledged. not an afterthought, like best case scenario, more or less is us showing like being most concerned with, so to speak, showing them a good time. That is fulfilling to me. Mm -hmm. You and I have great chemistry and great connection and great experiences together. And so that's par for the course. We know each other really well. We know how to navigate that together. And so I trust that in a scenario with another person, that is taken care of more or less. So more of the focus is how can we make sure that they have a, do our best to make sure they have a really special, beautiful, heart opening experience that's sexy, pleasurable, all those things. Mm, And that they feel really taken care of. Taken care of for sure. Yeah. And so what that could look like as an example is if there's an experience that we have, then we want to make sure that they have their ride home or that we've discussed, are they staying and that they've got a private space to go to and just like, how can we show that person that we care and that we've considered them in the whole process? Mm -hmm. And that also, it helps to, at the onset with this person, if we're recognizing that, Ooh, this is, this could go somewhere. Then we, as we move into that energy and not pushing it, but if it's organically unfolding, then we have that explicit communication. You and I already have, again, a baseline understanding we've had many conversations leading up to this, but then with that person, the dynamic person they are, what are some desires and or fears, expectations that you have going into this? Mm -hmm. So we can be really clear and respond accordingly. Right. And then it also helps knowing a little bit of, you know, the, the, the trauma word comes up Mm -hmm. like playing with anyone. How can you be respectful of boundaries? Because the, I also want for someone to feel safe enough to, go deep into their pleasure and for us to feel like we can go deep into ours instead Mm -hmm. of feeling like we have to be robots and orchestrate. And I know that a lot of it, like I said, is going to take practice and putting in the reps, Mm -hmm. but some of that can be mitigated 
in conversations beforehand where it's just, you know, tell me some of the things that are hard no's. Yeah. Because sometimes what's behind a hard no, other than just, I don't actually like that thing very much. It's potentially some trauma. It's potentially some trauma. And that helps me just know, oh, I know how to win with this person. It's don't go there. Yeah. Don't go anywhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We also want people to leave playing with us. I don't know. This is a little bit egoic. <sighs> Get where you're going. This is a little bit egoic. Like being, they want to brag. Yeah. Like they want to brag about this us. Incredible experience with this couple. Cause that is a sign of a good, of a good thing. Right. Positive. And they were so hot and they were so communicative and the sex was so good. And mm-hmm. I had so many orgasms and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yes. That's mm-hmm. really, I really want for that. To yes. Happen. Um, speaking of that, are we taking applications? Like what if I thought about this podcast going out that too. and like, what if people are hearing that and they're like, Oh my God, I want to get in on that deliciousness. If I may say so myself, mm. deliciousness. <laughs> I say we leave that a little open-ended and have some fun mystery around it. Find us on field. Yeah. Yeah. Find I'm us on, on field. Instagram too. If you're really into Jordan, it. <laughs> stop. Okay. So you touched on this earlier. Um, how about me with another man? What do you think would need to happen in order for that to be something that you or we consider? And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because I'm sure mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people that have that question that, mm-hmm. oh, well, they're, that's all fine and dandy. They're talking about how they want to play with another woman, but some people might think that, oh, you get to win mm-hmm. and it's really more for you than it is for me. That's not correct. Mm-hmm. I also deeply desire and am turned on by the experience with another woman. Yep. But some people might say, but if he doesn't allow for you to be with another man, then that's not fair. And yeah. that's not a marker of like really being ready for any of this. Yeah. Great question. I suspected we would go here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> Half joking, mostly serious. And let me dissect that a little bit. I can understand that the validity, so to speak, of that argument. Uh, However, there's a few things here. One, it's about desires, wants, wills, won'ts. We have an intersection of desires and wants, which is women. There is not an intersection of desires of wants when it comes to men with me. Right. And this is, yeah, I feel comfortable saying this is a very common thing where women are more hetero flexible than men are. Then a, a straight man, most of the time, in my experience, doesn't have a sexual attraction or turn on by other men. I feel, again, comfortable making that general statement. Yeah. And so for me, it would be more so like if I were to consider that, it would be more so because I love you and I want you to feel fully expressed, taken care of. And if there was some sort of genuine imbalance that you felt or desire unfulfilled, then we get to have that conversation when it actually comes up. We're not at that point yet and we may never be and we might. And that's part of our beautiful dynamic and ever unfolding relationship is that nothing is off the table for certainly at least conversation and consideration. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. That was great. And I liked all your prefacing mm-hmm. and your softening. Thank you. Instead of just, you know, being very direct in your generalization. Mm-hmm. So stereotypes are a thing for a reason. I'm not attached yeah. to them, I'm not married to them, but. Well, I mean, some people might listen to you and go, yeah, well, it's just because you haven't been with man. Yeah. You know, and I get it. I understand. But mm-hmm. you, 
you want what you want and you're yeah. at where you're at. And a lot of people resonate with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I think, you know, you know, one of my top fantasies is double penetration mm-hmm. and that involves another man. Uh huh. But that's a 10. That's like a 15, I think for you. hundred percent. So what's a one. <sighs> and that's where the suction cup dildo came from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we get to take little baby steps closer in those directions. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we might take a step in that direction and go, whoa, this three, we need to scale back. Yeah. Go back to one mm-hmm. for a little while before we move anywhere in the forward direction again. Yeah. And I'll speak a little bit more to that using the number system. Uh, while I'm not attracted to men, so a threesome scenario with another man and you is not appealing to me at this point in time, it is, I'll say appealing, uh, and even more like, how do I describe it? It feels good to me to imagine you being intimate with a man in particular that I love, know, and trust. And so we have a great dynamic in our friend group and our little conscious couples coalition where we are sensual cross couples. And again, sensual, not being sexual, meaning there's just a lot of love that is expressed, Mm -hmm. hugging, rubbing, cuddling, those kinds of things. And so, you know, that once upon a time for me was five, six kind of thing. Now that's much more of a two, maybe three. Uh, So what now might be more of a five, six would be you making out with one of those men. And that might even be... It really is a five, six. I was going to say, oh, it might be seven, eight, but not really. I feel, again, if the desire was there, I have so much love and trust for you and a handful of the men in our community that if the situation was right and ripe for it, awesome. I'm open to that. Yeah. And I think that that's because we are very clear with the energy and it not being leaky and... Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, of course, topics that we could go into forever and our and our friend group and all of that. And so we're also very conscientious of not wanting to push edges too quickly and not actually wanting to go over certain edges or certain lines because we are not looking to. Yeah. Just like for our relationship. It's not it's not worth it. But I totally get and understand what you are saying. And yeah, it's just nuance. Yep. For sure. Okay. So last but not least, how, is import, how important are these kinds of endeavors, experiences, adventures? How important are these things to you and the grand scheme? And what do you hope to gain? I feel like we've covered this in one way or another, but let me see what comes up in this moment. It is part of my, yours, ours, uh, ongoing personal development. Uh, and it's a little, it's edgy. It's, it challenges a lot of societal cultural norms. And I think that's, I'm still navigating that within myself. Oh, is this wrong? There's certain religious implications within this. Oh, it's wrong to adultery or, um, you know, infidelity or just those kinds of things come up. To lust over your neighbor's wife. Totally. But I've navigated more or less that stuff to where it might come up, but I don't believe it to be true for me. So it's not something that sits with me all that much, but you know, many years of that conditioning certainly lives somewhere in the sub unconscious. Um, so that being said, it's 
to expand, to explore, to experience more of the depth and breadth of life and what it has to offer. And specifically in this context in a sexual capacity. Mm. Meow. So we're going to stay on field. We're going to keep exploring. Mm-hmm. Sexploring. We're going to keep sexploring. Well, and sexpressing. We're stop it. This is sexhausting. Ah, ah, almost. That was cute. Didn't work, but it does. But it did. Ish. All right, loves. That's where we're at mm-hmm. with regards to us playing well with others, which happens to be a book I recommend very often. Check that out. Um, yeah, that could be the name of this podcast: Playing Well with Others. Mm-hmm. I think that's all I got for you. Do you have anything else for them? Nope. This has been fun. We'll see you soon or we'll... We'll see you then or we will see you at another time. We'll see you on another time. That was confusing. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.